you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Beast, and with me as always is Devin. And we are about to recap this week's Monday Night Raw um, and talk about a couple of things that happened uh, news-wise in wrestling. We're going to touch base on some things here. But uh, yeah, this will be the recap episode. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just jump right into it. So uh, we did get news this week of a lot of releases and some furloughs for WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. So unfortunately, uh, with COVID-19 viruses affecting everybody, you know, all businesses, all walks of life. Um, yes. We had a lot of releases. I think it was this past Wednesday yeah. um, that it happened. And it was just like one after another. You know, these over 20. At least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got the names here. You know, you got Rusev, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, EC3, Leo Rush, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, Sarah Logan, Eric Rowan, Noe Jose, Primo and Epico. I mean, the list goes on. Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, yeah. Diana Perrazzo, Alexander Jaxic from NXT. Um, at Aiden English, Mike Kyoto, the referee, longest tenured referee. I think, yeah, I think that was the most shocking one to me. Yeah, just Kurt Angle, uh, Billy Kidman, Mike yeah. Rotunda, uh, Fit Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, these are producers, Scott Armstrong and Sarah Stock, uh, Shane Helms, and Lance Storm. That's the, the list that I have here. And there are also just other employees too that they didn't even name that they yeah. either furloughed or, or let go. So yeah, like their corporate employees work pretty much at the headquarters, take care of like the admin stuff. So yeah, that too, man. I think in all over a hundred. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy right now. And it just, you know, my heart goes out to all of them. Like this is, this, this sucks. You know, this yeah. is, um, this is the way that they make, make their living, you know, this way they feed their families, you know, this way they pay their bills. Um, you know, I, I know people personally that are going through furlough right now. It sucks. Um, you know, all I could think to do, you know, for, for them is to say, Hey, I'm here in any way you need me, you know, like I'm trying to support everybody that I know that's going through this any way I can. Um, so just, I, I just, that's just where my mind goes is to, to just think, you know, try to be that positive, uh, presence for for people that are going through this um you know it, it really sucks um you know there there'll be a time and place to maybe talk about you know where people can go you know will this person go to AEW? Yeah. and you but know, i don't think that, that's the time to talk right, about exactly that, this, you know this say at the end like of the day that. man these are human beings that lost, lost their livelihood so you know just be, because of the, the, the in today's temperature what's going on I, and i realized that but you know at the end of the day it sucks though yeah, 
Yeah, and I, and I think too, like the, the the big thing for me is that you know hearing these this about the wrestlers, I, I just I really want to take the moment to be like to say that it's it's beyond even wrestling. Like this is this mm-hmm. is life. You know, there's there's people in all walks of life that are they're dealing with this now that are dealing with either you know getting laid off or getting furloughed, and you know it, it sucks. You know, it's it's a really shitty situation um, just for everybody going through that. So my heart goes out to you. And, um, yeah, man, just, just those, uh, those of us that, you know, have that ability to be able to, to reach out and help, you know, and support people that are going through this, man, please do. Uh, cause you just, we just all have to, as much as we can kind of just kind of come together and, and support one another. So, you know, that, that's my aim. That's my goal. And I just hope that, that we, we all as a, as a, as a people can, can somehow come together in this and, uh, just support each other through this tough time. So, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, with that said, uh, we also with this show, you know, hope to be an escape for everybody that's that's you know, find you know, quarantined or just going through what we're going through with COVID nineteen. Yeah, so staying the, at home, right? You know, so for us, that that's that's we're gonna continue to talk about the you know wrestling and everything going on in the shows and and be that escape for for all of you and hopefully entertain you, put a smile on your face. So you know that that's that's the goal here with this show as always. Um, so yeah, just had to had to get that out because that's. That's definitely something weighing on on my mind. I'm sure it was weighing on your mind, and yeah, most most definitely, man. Well said, man. And I would just say, like, you know, for the people that that's listening to our podcast for our outlet, you know, like we thank you very much. We're what we're gonna do best is entertain you and give you and just put out positive energy, so we can just put a smile on at, at the end of your at the end of your day, you know. So that's what it's all about. Like my man Hafiz says, put that smile on your face. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, with that said, uh, Monday Night Raw. So this week's yeah. Raw, um, we kicked off with uh, with the new WWE champion Drew McIntyre um, showing up and and yeah. kind of talking to the audience and thanking the the audience for allowing him into into our or yeah, I guess I'm saying this right, allowing him into our homes um, and just kind of addressing the the audience. But then was quickly interrupted by Andrade and Zelina Vega. Um, so that was a, a, a kind of a blast from the past because they do have a history from NXT. And uh, there was an injury uh, that had happened to Drew McIntyre that yes. was caused in a match uh, with Andrade. So they brought that history back up. What do you think about that? Oh, I thought it was a good a good uh, touch if, for people who's not familiar with the history for NXT, in which I, probably not the casual fan, you know, who watches Monday Night Raw. So I'm glad that they added that little history of like hey these guys had history back in nxt when andrade went against uh drew against the nxt champion yeah yeah i I wasn't sure if they were going to specifically speak to that because at first when they were talking you know they didn't specifically say nxt you know right but you could feel it and people that watch nxt knows that you know they have history from there so but then finally you know I, I forget who it was that said it first whether it was Zelina whether it was Drew but you know I think it was Drew which mentioned yeah you know I remember you very well I remember you know my my bicep getting torn and you know just being out for months because of that and you know losing the NXT championship because of that so um you know it, it's it's nice to see that they're treating that as canon for the story you know and it's not just an you know that NXT history is not getting tossed out I know. so um you know that that's cool i guess for going forward to to know that they're using that all that that history that they have there well that's good man it's it's and it's about time that they did that too it's not like oh it never happened i'm like hold on i think this is an important 
piece of the storytelling right here. We're going to go and dig back in the history of Andrade and Drew McIntyre. Exactly. So, yeah, and this would be a, uh, the theme of, you know, Andrade kind of sending a message to Drew uh, would carry on throughout the night. And so we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later because there were a couple other matches that were playing into the storyline between Andrade and Drew building up to a main yeah. event matchup where it would be Drew versus Andrade champion versus champion, um, not belts on the line, but just a, a grudge match to kind of, you know, maybe set up a future championship opportunity for Andrade. Um, so that was that was really well done. But let's go keep going through the card here. So we had um, the the qualifying one of the qualifying matches for the upcoming women's money in the bank match. Uh, we had Asuka versus Ruby Riot. Um, in this one, it, this was probably the most competitive of the qualifying matches that they had on this it night. Was. And uh, seeing the the lineup of the different matches that we would we would have as a qualifying match, I kind of figured that this would be the one that would be uh, competitive. But I'm um, really happy for Ruby Riot in this. I mean, Asuka was the one that ended up winning, but Ruby Riot I thought looked great in this matchup, and they really gave her her time to shine. So, what do you think? I, I'm glad uh, that they gave her time to shine. There were times in that match too that, like, hold on, I, it looked like that uh, Ruby Riot might come out with the win against Asuka. Right. It, it, it was hard to tell here and there, man. But in the end, Asuka came out on top, which is cool. Uh, and I think that she needs that too for this momentum going into Money in the Bank. But that being said, with Ruby Wright, man, she is she has a great look. I think they need to use that and use that uh, that match kind of build some heat and build some momentum for her, man. Yeah, yeah, I think this this is uh, you know now that she has this uh, momentum, I think definitely you know just kind of having a story right away for her to just sink her teeth into to build off of this because she looked great against Asuka and Asuka is, is. is just on fire, you know, she like she is. just, yeah, she's doing so great, you know, in this, in this situation <laughs> yeah. right now, man, I, I think she I might just true, give her the money in a make briefcase, dude. She's the true MVP right now, man, of, of this, this era that we're in right now, you know, like the yes. no fans uh, era here. Asuka has been so amazing, just entertaining as best she can and and just doing a great job at it. So, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm um, I'm loving this matchup. I loved it for both competitors. Like you said, Ruby Riot, there were times where it looked like she was going to win. So she looked really strong. And Asuka looked like the Asuka of old, you know, in this matchup. Yes. So just great on both sides, man. I just love it. So hopefully with both of them, they find a way to capitalize on, on this momentum. Um, so then after that, we had a matchup with Aleister Black and Oni Lorcan. Um, this matchup, to be honest with you, it wasn't super memorable for me. Like, I'm trying to track back to, like, what big happened in this matchup. I feel like, you know, Alice, even though It was just Lorcan, a stiff match. Right. But it didn't go that long, I'm, I'm sure, because... No, it didn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, like, what what specific spots happened. And really, all I can remember is, like, it was cool to see Oni Lorcan there. But it also felt like it went by quick. And, you know, I, I just, they're basically just using Oni Lorcan to make Aleister Black look as strong as, as, as all hell, basically. <laughs> yeah. Know? Which is they great. They are definitely giving him the, the momentum right now, man. Yeah. And as it was announced, too, he's going to be a part of the qualifying matches for, for the men's money in the bank, which um, I don't know how I feel about that. Because I don't think he's going to win the money in the bank. I feel like... It's so it's it's gonna be somebody else. I I think he's gonna get his moment. I think it's coming later. I still hold on to the idea that he's gonna be the Royal Rumble winner. 
But, yeah. you know, Money in the Bank just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like that's that's going to be in the cards for him. But what, where do you Is it just, that? you just can't buy him seeing him winning Money in the Bank? I could buy it. I just, I guess I don't feel like the the timing is is right. I, th- I feel like for, for Alistair, you know, I see them, they've been doing such a slow build, slow burn. It doesn't feel like, oh, he's, his momentum is, is crazy right now. Like, yeah. even though he's been winning... He's not like he hasn't been beating a lot of people that are that are significant. You know? No, he's so, been a lot of job uh, racks and yeah. then you know mid card at best. Exactly. Like Kevin Owens feels like, dude, he's probably gonna gonna pull that off. Like he feels more likely to win it than than uh, than than Alistair Black does right now. But yeah, um, you know, it, it's it's not that I can't see him being like a champion or see him winning Money in the Bank in general. But just with the story that they've been telling with him, I feel like there's still more to be done before he gets that opportunity. Um, so that's just kind of where where I'm at with that. So seeing him on that graphic, it's like, mm, okay, I guess he, even if he doesn't get the the briefcase, he can still look strong in the matchup. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. You know, because this is a ladder match, right? Right. That's it's one of the rare ones where everybody can look good, and everybody that loses, they still don't. They don't look weak in that in that situation, right, man? Because you're just going up in the ladder. It's not like a belt is on the line. You got to take a pin. You just got to go up there and grab a briefcase. So I, I think to your point, uh, yeah, Alistair Black. I, I don't think he needs to win Money in the Bank. Like I see bigger plans for him for his future, but he can definitely look strong in losing now. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, we had Becky Lynch show up to kind of talk about, or actually just basically call out whoever wins the Money in the Bank and take a proactive approach with, you know, how <laughs> this usually works. Um, you know, what what did what did you think of that? Just her being, you know, all like, "Hey, I'm I'm challenging you, whoever that is." I thought uh, it was within her character. Like, this is who Becky is. She she comes at you now. She's not waiting, sitting back. And waiting like a typical face character, just sitting back, you know, as there's a line, I'm just gonna wait who approach. She's going uh to she's going to the battle, she's telling, you know, just putting everybody on notice. So I felt it, it, it was well within her character. Yeah, also um I don't wanna forget to uh say too that she would mention with uh Shayna that, you know, at times it seemed like she was cocky and but then she said, Well maybe that's because I that's what I wanted you to think. You know, so she yeah. kind of addressed how her attitude had been and trying to flip it a little bit and say it was on purpose. Um, there's a part of me that didn't buy it, honestly, and that it's like <laughs> a late change that they're trying to do in the writing to just make right. it more acceptable. Um, but it also kind of works, you know, it kind of they're trying to retroactively make her seem like this calculating uh, character who was just playing mind games with Shane all the all along, you know, like the well, sunglasses yeah, you, you and wearing the crown. Was, you could Go. say maybe she misinterpreted, like she was actually showing confidence, but uh, Shannon Basler took it as cockiness, arrogant, being arrogant, maybe. Well, I mean, from the sound of it, it sounds like Becky wanted her to see it as arrogance, but really, it was. Becky trying to lull Shayna into a false sense of confidence so she would be take Becky lightly in their matchup so she could get the upper hand and 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 not be prepared for Becky just 
being as good as she was. She'd just be like, oh, look at look at Becky. She's here wearing crowns. She's here wearing sunglasses. She's here mm-hmm. calling herself the man, coming down in, in trucks. Like, she's not taking me, you know, seriously. She's taking this whole thing as a joke. So when I go to WrestleMania, I'm just going to be able to dominate her because she's not on my level. Because look at her, you know? Yeah. But what Becky's saying now is, that's just what I wanted you to think. And I was taking you seriously, but I made you not you know, respect me so I could get a psychological advantage, which, you know, so you're saying that you kind of bought it, but you didn't at the same time. No, I, I guess I, when I'm, I'm just explaining what Becky was, was trying to convey, you know, and I see what she's trying to say, but I think that it's all retroactive. Like in that moment, I felt like, you know, it wasn't their plan going in and now they're trying to change the story and cool, you know, but I don't buy it, you know, because in that moment, <laughs> I don't think I'm not going to give them that much credit, you know, yeah. for, for planning this that way all along. Oh, um, no, no, no. And now that they're doing that, now you're setting it up to where, okay, so if Becky is this strategic, what else is she going to do that's strategic like this? Like this can't be a one-off. You got to, you got to pay this off again somehow. Okay, all right. I, I see that now. I see what you're saying now. Do yeah. let me ask you this now. We're talking about Becky. Do you see her losing the belt anytime soon? Since she's past that one year mark, or do you feel like she can just keep keep it for a while? Because she is technically the face of the company. Well, I think she's gonna hold it past Money in the Bank because it's feeling like both Nia and Shayna are gonna be in the in the Money in the Bank, and Becky won't have a match. So I think at least past Money in the Bank, she's going to hold it past then. Um, You know, a long time. I think SummerSlam SummerSlam. is kind of the marker for a lot of this, for a lot of the storylines going on. Um, You know, so that's kind of my bet right now. I would say that by SummerSlam, she loses the belt. Um, I think she, you know, it would be nice for her, from her character standpoint, to, you know, have, have a change because she she does run the risk of, of getting stale, um, you know. I said it for you know with the WrestleMania matchup that I didn't think that it was wrong for Becky to win. I was more mad that it was Shayna that lost. You know, with yeah. the, with Shayna, where how much she's done in NXT, I felt like it was her time. And if she's gonna go against Becky, then yeah, she should have won. Yeah, but, especially if they built you know Booker that dominating. You know, it, yeah, it just makes exactly. sense that she just go in and win. Yeah, should be a clean sweep, no no questions. Exactly, elimination chamber. She dominated, you know, like she's just been looking so strong, and then to just get rolled up like that, and then to try to say, well, you know, it's because I play these mind games, and I made you think <laughs> that I was cocky, but really I was serious the whole time. Nah, I, no, stop it, just stop. You know? That's BS. Right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I just didn't buy that. I didn't buy it. I see what you're going for. Nice try, you know, but the yeah. only way you can really pay that off now is, you know, just to go back to that whole scenario, uh, the only way they can, you know, build that up is to have her be strategic from here on out, you know. Um, but yeah, man, I just, this, 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 I think overall, you know, SummerSlam, that seems to be the marker. So I think that that's when she loses. Yeah. And, um, I it might think be the Shana. final destination for Becky Lynch to lose. Yeah. yeah. But to who? I think it's Shayna. I think Shayna is the one that'll beat her. We'll see, man. Yeah. I, I, I could put, I could put some stock in Nia Jax too. Yeah. I think either one is a good pick. 
Yeah. You know, I just feel like for me, that's the one that I would want to beat her. That's that's you know, Naya. She's been you know uh, Raw champion before. You that's know, Shayna hasn't so. You just kind of, and again, with all the buildup between her, between the, you know, Shayna and Becky, it just feels right that it would be Becky that would take it off of her. But yeah, you could be right. It could be Nia. That's not a bad, a bad uh, person to have be the person. To, and it would be believable, you know, for Nia to be able to do that. So yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, speaking of Shayna Baszler, she ended yeah. up having, you know, her matchup against Sarah Logan, um, who is currently no longer with the company. Um, they had a referee stoppage. Uh, because Shayna Baszler did her stomp to the elbow yeah. of Sarah Logan, which, you know, it's funny because we hadn't seen that move in a while. Damn, um, since NXT. Since it, right. So for that to be brought back in this way, you know, and the first time she does it, it ends up in a stoppage. I thought it was um, a, a strong way to book Shayna, um, you know, and even going back to what they were doing Earlier on in the show with Shayna, just to just take a step back a little bit, um, you know, they showed her in the back getting like she's about to walk out to the to the ring, and then and we haven't talked about this at all, but uh, one of the announcer or, uh, interviewers walks up to Shayna and says, "What do you think of the comments that you know Ronda Rousey said? Those you know, disrespectful comments she said about you know the, the business and." Shayna doesn't say anything. She's just you know, laser focused on what she's about to do. How she's right. about to wreck, you know, her opponent right Not now. Not beating into that BS at all, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's yeah. I just I thought it was it was a, a a good way to build up Shayna as she's on a mission, uh, yeah. trying to build her up and make her look strong. Uh, what did you think of the whole thing from the interviewer talking about Ronda Rousey? To just her just going and destroying, um, you know, her opponent there in the matchup. I thought so, it was okay. a great starting point for Shayna to get back and get get her momentum back because I believe at losing to WrestleMania to Becky Lynch in that fashion, she lost like a lot of steam. But this right here was like, all right, we're like right back where we were. This is the right starting point, uh, especially. Even in that promo, not saying anything, just basically, you know, just watch what I go do. I'm just, like, like you said, laser focused, going, completing this job and making Sarah Logan at the end of the end of that match crying, man. Like, kind of felt sorry for her because it was like a, it's like a, a painful cry, like a hurt cry the way she just broke down. I was like, damn, is, is she okay? And then, yeah, and like she was just selling that perfect and then. Man, uh, Shayna Baszler, she just walked out. I think she went, exited like the opposite way and just didn't give a damn about what she did, just did. She was just pissed off. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm back laser focused trying to get back and uh, win against Becky Lynch down the line, maybe. Yeah. And they, they botched the announcement, by the way, too, during the broadcast. They had said that Sarah Logan was the winner, but then, then Shayna threw the chair. You know, she was, she was, you know, just like, you know, like you said, she went off and she was just like, you know, pissed off or whatever. But she wasn't, what was supposed to happen is that announcer was supposed to say that it was Shayna Baszler that won. So they cleaned it up when they came back from commercial break to say that Shayna Baszler did win the matchup because the referee deemed that Sarah Logan couldn't continue. So just to clear that up for anybody that saw it, that maybe missed that correction there. Um, Also, too, 
you know, the, the Ronda Rousey situation. So I, I meant to bring this up last week. I think they'd already, uh, this had already kind of come out. Yeah. About the the about, tweet uh, she didn't, she didn't put out. Well, it's not the tweet. I mean, there's the tweet that's part of it, but she, she was on a podcast. Um, oh yeah. I yeah. Was I, I, podcast. yeah. I seen the quote. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially just to kind of paraphrase what it was about, essentially, you know, one of the reasons why she left wrestling was because of the effing ungrateful fans. And then she also called wrestling fake fighting and you can't compare fake fighting (laughs) to what she did in UFC. So um, it's been interesting seeing like different reactions Uh from different wrestlers and and other people in the business. Um, You know, what, what was... What is your take, you know, seeing everything and, and, you know, there's even now adding this to it with Shayna Baszler, you're like, what do you, what do you think? I enjoyed it. I was, as soon as I saw the comment and then saw her repeating somewhat the same fashion on Twitter, I was just getting a kick out of it because either this is a work or shoot, she's triggering, triggering, triggering a lot of uh, fans uh, in that, in that universe and and either she's using this to her advantage to make a comeback when she comes back, which is great, or I, I don't know what's the end game for her if she's not planning on coming back. Like, I, I don't see that. But I do see her, like, using this to, you know, eventually to come back down the line. It, like, that's all it, I guess, as I'm trying to break this down in my head. You know, as I'm talking to you, trying to figure this out, I'm like, it, it has to be. Like, she has to come back, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, well, first of all, I think it's a work, you know. Well, right, that, yeah. I think that what she's saying, she's it, it's, it, it blurs the line, you know, to she's not in WWE right now, and she's making these comments, and she's saying things that are usually not said by people about the business, um, that were within the business, you know, there's, there's just, things are protected and, and to call it fake fighting and to, you know, talk about the fans in that way. Usually you don't hear that unless someone is done with, with the company, maybe you'll hear that. But, mm-hmm. um, so I think she got a lot of people, you know, and, um, there's a chance still, I mean, there's a little <laughs> part of me that's like, maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe yeah. she's, she's telling the truth and because people were booing her. You know, when she was supposed to be a face. And so she I could see her being frustrated. But that's what it kind of makes it perfect if it is a work that she's using that to get on people's skin. And, and when she comes back to be just a monster heel, you know, and that'll be yeah. just Because she was a heel when she was on her way out. When yeah. she lost yeah. the, the belt, uh, what was it, WrestleMania 35, she was mm-hmm. a heel. So I guess maybe she's still continuing that uh, that character. And like you said, being like a huge mega heel now. Yeah, I just think, I guess the one thing that, you know, seems very shoot about it is that, you know, the whole fake wrestling, because, so I listened, I watched uh, WWE backstage, and, you know, Booker T, I felt like, had the strongest negative reaction towards it, and even the the part about the ungrateful fans actually didn't seem to bother him as much, I mean, maybe it did, and he just chose not to speak so much about that part of it, but mm-hmm. he mentioned uh, the fake wrestling part, and, and that part seemed to really trigger him, and he he kind of went off on on that ep- that last episode. Uh, CM Punk kind of got a kick out of the whole thing, and thinks you know basically what we're talking about that you know with it being this sh- this work, you know, like it just kind of sets up perfectly for you know if she were to return. 
Um, and Christian kind of was like in, in between, but he kind of leaned more towards the idea that it was a, it was potentially a work. So it was, yeah. it's kind of an interesting uh, conversation to see on WWE Because now that I'm thinking about it more, she was like, when she was first stepping into the wrestling world, she got the blessing of, you know, Roddy Piper, right? Mm-hmm. So I think she wouldn't like disrespect him like that. Yeah, you saying, would think. You, you know, just saying, like, you know, calling fake wrestling, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, she got to know. Well, I know she knows. It's nothing about about it, you know, being fake. Scripted, yes. Yeah. Uh, predicted, yes. But, yeah. you know, bumping, no. Not at all. Yeah, I guess the thing is, if, you know, let's say it's a work. The, the part about it, though, that's kind of tough is there's not a lot of people that are in on what's going on because a lot of people... In the in wrestling in WWE are responding in ways that make me feel like they're legitimately pissed, um, and maybe they're working. <laughs> maybe it's a work from them too. But maybe, I just yeah, feel like maybe they're just feeding it, feed, feeding in too, man. Right? Because you know maybe, but I don't know. Booker T felt like he felt like he was really pissed, yeah. and CM Punk's reaction oh, wow. to his reaction yeah. seemed like. He was kind of laughing because he thought, wow, she got you too, you know? <laughs> um, I got to watch this. Uh, you said this is on the bump, right? On the WWE No, Network. no, it was on uh, WWE Backstage. Backstage. That Fox show, oh, yeah, 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 on Fox. Yeah. Okay. I'll check yeah. it out. I'll check it yeah, out. Yeah, I, I just I saw that briefly. I would love like, to see his response. Yeah, he was he was, he was was triggered. He was triggered. He, did, like, he, he was triggered enough, and he, he's Booker T, so he tried to keep it you know, to a certain level, like, you know, not go too far himself, but you could definitely tell, like, he was, he was pissed. I'm like, wow, okay. This yeah, is, I can see him. Yeah. Being pissed. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, let, let, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. The five-time champion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, it's, it's probably what you expect then. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. Like, I, I think it definitely sets up for uh, for a round of return, and that would be yeah. great overall for for Becky in the women's division. And you know that that's that's fingers crossed as a wrestling fan that that happens. Uh, yeah, it know. gotta be. Yeah, if they are, they're doing a good job fooling, trying to fool us, and making a well attempt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, after the Shayna Baszler matchup, we had Austin Theory making his singles debut, basically on on uh, WWE Raw. He's been purely just wrestling as a tag team wrestler on Raw with Angel Garza. Yeah, uh, but this is the first time we saw him in a one on one matchup. He had Akira Tozawa as his opponent, um, and yeah, he looked he looked great in the matchup. But this was still kind of. Uh, played into the Drew McIntyre um, Andrade match because essentially after the matchup there was a beatdown by this. I guess they're a faction uh, they now. Be, you know, yeah, Selena Vega watch now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> Angel Garza come out. Selena Andr- Vega, Queen of yeah. the South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Andrade came out. You know, he was applauding. You know, uh, Austin Theory for beating Kiritsuzawa. And then they all just kind of, you know, put the boots to Kiritsuzawa, um, you know, and just did the beatdown. They, yeah. they all did the fist together. It was it was kind of their own version of the shield fist, but it was up in the air. So, you know, it was it was interesting to see. I I'm, I like the idea of them being a faction. They, they're kind of interesting parts to put all together like this, but it's cool to, that Zillian Vega is essentially there, the leader of this group. I like it. it. It makes sense because she is the brains and operations and, if you will, you know, the architect of this whole 
this faction, you know, she brought in uh, Andrade, Austin Theory, and Angel Garza. She put this team together, so why not be a faction under her watch? And I can't wait to see where this goes, man. I, I, I'm, I'm more curious to see how strong this faction can be, especially, you know, you got uh, Angel Garza in there now, and Andrade, Austin Theory. You know, Austin Theory being a newcomer, being that, uh, what, what did you say the 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 quote unquote John Cena the, the yeah he's <laughs> the prototype persona when Perso- he was in right WWE. right so he's yeah. still like kind of Slash vanilla but he's gonna aggression. get his character with this so I think this is a great stepping stone for Austin Theory for if they're gonna do a faction you know more eyes on him as well yeah yeah um, yeah I, I like this I feel like you know for some reason though. Just the Andrade Angel Garza pairing. I still feel like, even though they're, they're trying to build this as a faction, I still feel like there's tension between those two. And <laughs> I feel like yeah. this is almost like when uh, The Rock was in the nation oh my and God. Ron Simmons was the leader. And he just kept on clowning him, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that that might be, be where we end up with this is just. You know, Angel Garza kicking Andrade out of this group, you know, and yeah. just taking over and saying he was always the star. Low he key, was always yeah, low key. Angel Garza wants that number one spot. Yes, I don't yeah. even think it's low key. I think yeah. he's just <laughs> it's just what he wants. <laughs> he's he's not doing a great job of hiding it. I'll tell right. you that. He's, he's just a ball of charisma, just saying, just look at me, everybody, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. So, so the next matchup was Angel Garza's matchup, and he had a match against Tootie Miles. And similar thing, Angel Garza, you know, went out yeah. there, beat Tootie Miles. Uh, shout out to for Angel Garza for his entrance. Came out there, rose uh, in his yeah. mouth, walked down the ramp. There's no fans, but there's uh, camera, camera men and women. Yeah. And so this one girl with the camera, you know, he, he stopped, kind of looked at her. He said, you, I'm going to give you this rose. He gave her a kiss on the cheek. She was smitten. He went and did his entrance. <laughs> it was great. You know, he had his moment. <laughs> man, the ladies love Angel Garza, man. Hey man, he's doing his thing out here, man. This, he is. this is great. He it's is. great. It's I can tell Vince is getting a kick out of that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I, he must love Angel Garza, and mm-hmm. hey, he's charismatic. It's great. You know, he he's is. got a bright future. I, I'm really a fan of Angel Garza, and he looked great in this matchup. Tootie Miles just got destroyed. Basically, he was just there to to make him look great, which you know Solid that was. Hey, rightfully so at this point of his career, you know, for both guys. I think Tootie Miles, you know, NXT trying to continue to build. But Angel Garza, this is is his time to to continue to build momentum for sure. Um, Yeah, and then the same thing is what happened with Austin Theory's matchup. Uh, You had Andrade come out. You had Austin Theory's on the Vega. They did the beatdown on Tootie Miles. And then, yeah, it was, again, this, this faction kind of showcasing, like, hey, we're, we're unified. And it helped build, too. So for this main event, yes, you kind of had the mindset now that, okay, this is what, you know, Drew McIntyre's up against. He's not just going against Andrade. He's going against Angel Garza. He's going against yeah. Austin Theory. He's got Selena Vega that's there, too. Yeah. So Yeah, you got to worry about Selena Vega, too. Yep, yep, yep. You know, so just the challenge, the obstacle that that was going to be facing Drew McIntyre this main event. They did a great job of building that. Um, the next matchup was another women's Money in the Bank qualifying match between Nia Jax and Kyrie Sane. Um, yeah. This match, man, real cool. just kind of a mixed bag for me. So yeah. 
This one, it, it, what's what's interesting about it, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, is that so Nia Jax, Kyrie Sane, that matchup kind of reminds me of an AEW, the Riho Nyla Rose matchup. And it's like, this is what that matchup, like in terms of star power, I think this is what, you know, That's AEW. That's an interesting would, comparison. Yeah, I feel like this is what AEW wants from a star power perspective, wants to build those two into. You know, because for a lot of people, Kyrie Sane, man, she's just a lot of people's favorite wrestler. She's yeah. amazing. She did a great job in NXT. And Nia Jax, I mean, we talked about her being the, a person who could power beat house. Becky, you yes. know, for the belt. You know, like, she's a powerhouse. She's great. Um, so I just, I saw this match. I'm like, wow, this is this is kind of a nice uh, thing for AEW to aspire for until you see the result. Yeah. And you're like, wait, a squash? Like... Really? For Kyrie Sane? That's how the Rio and other match didn't go. (laughs) Yeah. I I was hoping for... I mean, to be honest, I was afraid this was going to happen when they announced this matchup. Because Kyrie Sane's situation in the company... Kyrie Sane's a former NXT women's champion. Her situation in the company. But the behind the scenes. That's why. Because her contract's almost up. They're talking about, you know, this the, the company in Japan potentially wanting her back. She's expressed interest about wanting to go back. You know, and Kyrie, yeah. I mean, Asuka has been on fire, but Kyrie has, has not been really. No. So it was a fear. She hasn't been that, there in a lot. That's That's been the issue. That what? I said she hasn't been there in a, uh, bear, uh, there a lot. That's been the issue because all the time you've just seen Asuka. She's been getting her shine. Yeah, but I think that that's, that's not... <sighs> I feel like that, that that plays into all of this. You're right. But I think that the reason why she hasn't been there, part of it, you know, they is because she got married, right? Yeah. But then also, I feel like, I don't know that they've ever been truly been bought in on Kyrie, you know, and it, it, that scares me, you know. Because they like instantly a lot put of, her in the tag team when they brought her over, right? Right, exactly. You know, like her as an individual superstar, I don't know if, on the the you know Raw and SmackDown side, if they see her as the star that Triple H and Regal saw for NXT, and I think that's part of the problem. I think that plays into this. I don't think it's it's just that you know she hasn't been there that they just decided, hey, let's have Nia just destroy her. I think there's legitimately you know some of the people you know booking the matches and Vince, you know, are like. You know, you're going to just go out there and, and get destroyed by Nia because we're really trying to push Nia. We don't have anything for you individually right now. You're yeah. in that tag team, but you lost twice. So, you know, we're going to push Asuka, but we're going to try to figure out what you're going to do, which, you know, doesn't mean anything to a WWE superstar, right? Like, you know, if they don't have anything for you, you're, you're, that, that sucks. So, um, yeah, it just, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel good seeing, seeing that matchup. And I know there was a lot of talk on social media about this, this matchup too. Um, but, um, I don't know. I, I hope this turns around for Kyrie pretty soon. Um, I'd hate to see her, uh, leave WWE in this way because I think honestly her, her run in Raw and SmackDown, you know, it has been a bust, unfortunately on NXT. She was I think it's just bad booking, man, because I had nothing against her. She, she. She oh, can yeah. be used well. You saw how she was used in NXT. You know, I think it's just the way they just poorly booked her on on Raw. Yeah, absolutely. Don't misconstrue that. What I'm saying is that yeah. it's her. It's not. It's it's all that just her run right now on on Raw and SmackDown. 
it's just not, it's just been a bust. I have no other way to say it. That's just what it's been, you know, and it's not because, because we saw what she did in NXT. She was great in NXT. You know, why can't that happen on Raw or SmackDown? Why is there a difference there? And it's the way she's been booked. You're absolutely right. You know, like I would love to see her just go back to NXT if that's the case, if they don't know how to book her right. Yep. Um, you know, she's a she was a star there. So, you know. NXT just, has the stronger women's division anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, Charlotte just, it, said it just makes sense. The queen. That's yep. why she went down there. Or not down. That's why she went there. Let me we'll correct myself before you snap on me. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there to NXT recap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just, just, I, I just, I want to see Kyrie be able to reach those heights, man. And I don't know. This, this wasn't a good sign for that, for, you know, for the future. But for Naya, hey, she's looking like a million bucks. Um, you know, going into this Money in the Bank matchup, she's going to be a favorite. Um, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I lean towards Shayna. But I could definitely see Nia potentially winning. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It, it, it's going to be close. They're just making Nia, it, to us, the perception out there, like, all right, we're going to book Nia pretty strong, So, which is cool. She needs that anyway, just coming back from, I want to say, almost eight to nine months. So, you know, taking a, a big break. So she needs uh, a, a big stepping stone right here, which it helps out. But it sucks, though, at that cost of Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Yeah, man. So then we after that uh, that matchup, we did get Charlotte uh, addressing the NXT women's division, um, and and the what seems to be coming out of this is that she will be on NXT because there was some debate about you yeah. know is she going to defend it on all the brands, and you know we'll get into more specifics of what she said on NXT when we do that recap. But you know for this one, essentially it it kind of you know, was very basic, but it just kind of reinforced that, you know, she specifically will be defending against NXT. And she mentioned uh, Io Shirai. She mentioned Rio. Oh, sorry, uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, so, yeah, I just, I'm excited for that. If Me that's too. the case, if she's just going to be on NXT, <laughs> Exclusive. that's awesome. Yeah. I'm with it, man. That's the plan. All right. If that's going to be the plan, then I'm with it. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So I'm really looking forward to that, and we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. Um, But uh, the next matchup we had was uh, Bobby Lashley versus No Way Jose. Um, So this matchup, uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana's storyline is really the focal point here. Um, Their issues that they've had, essentially, you know, Bobby (laughs) talked about needing a new manager or potentially a new (laughs) wife. Um, and it was really awkward when that happened. So this is kind of the follow-up to that. Um, in this matchup, Lana just, you know, she was extra, you know, annoying, just outside yelling at Bobby, saying, you know, you know, finish him, finish him, what are you doing? And he just went out there and was just like, hey, shut the hell up. And just was, was you know, that was it. Just walked back yeah. in the ring and took care of, took care of business. Um, I almost got. I was almost nervous because I thought maybe you know, uh, no way Jose was going to get the win, like the small package roll up on yeah. Bobby because he's because he just got distracted by Lana, his wife, to tell her to shut the hell up. I was rooting for that actually. Really, I was rooting for that to happen because <laughs> I feel like that makes sense for the story. You know, because what better way to just kick off the the end of that relationship? Yeah. you know, for Bobby and Lana with. 
you know, just Noe Jose pulling the, the roll up and Bobby just being like, you just cost me a loss, you know, and to Noe Jose, who hadn't been on television like forever, like it, it just that could be the thing that helps trigger the end of this storyline for good. <laughs> you know, I was rooting for it, man. I wanted to see it. Okay. Well, it, you could clearly it's already triggered, man. Like even yeah. <laughs> even getting a win. So let's let's fast pace this yeah, fast go track. Ahead. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So we'll you know to be continued with the uh, continued uh, end or soon to be end of that relationship between Bobby and Lana. Um, we had the return of the Viking Raiders against Rick, the newly ta- formed tag team of Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Um, yeah, and this one, I thought this was a weird matchup to book because you're, you just put together this yeah. tag team. Yep. And then yep. you have the Viking Raiders who are just now having their first matchup in a while. <laughs> right. One of these two teams is going to look bad in this. I mean, exactly. you, could, you could have a good matchup and try to make both of them look strong, but I, I just had a weird feeling in my stomach like this is. One of these two teams are going to be hurt yeah. by this. Like, but I thought Ricochet def- and Cedric was going to go over, though, because they had the momentum. I, this is a newly formed team. And, like, okay, yeah. now this is a good test going against the Viking Raiders. But it sucks, though. They just, they've been off a of camera for a while, like you said. Yeah. So it, it's like you, now you, you know, you're putting yourself in the corner. But if you're going to put yourself in the corner, Ricochet and Cedric needs to go over. But, yeah. you know, I'm scratching my head at the end of the day at that, at that match because the Vikings Raiders went over. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I the whole match, I just kept thinking, I, I don't know what what you do here. I just split it up, man. Just match. make another match. Give the Viking Raiders a, a, like a squash match or something, whatever. Oh yeah, well, yeah. The the other alternative being not to do the match. I think that that's exactly what I where I would be at. But once you have the match, or let's say Vince is saying, hey, we got to do this matchup, like to decide who this hurts less. You know, it was hard to say. And, like, how do you book the matchup to kind of protect both of them? I, it just becomes, you know, like you're saying Ricochet and Cedric, you know, had to win. And I feel like you that's tough to say because Viking Raiders are a team who, you know, they have the storylines kind of still with, you know, Seth Rollins' group and AOP. And you were trying to build them up and, you know, to face them potentially. That's what it seemed like that was going where you'd have that matchup. Uh-huh. Um and them taking a loss to Ricochet and Cedric Alexander kind of takes away from that. So, um, yeah, I just don't know. I feel like this was just a bad matchup to put together, <laughs> period. Like, it just, it just doesn't yeah, feel good. It was disgusting. Um, I was disgusted of this, the way this booking was. I was like, yeah, this, this unsettles my stomach a bit. They're, they're thinking probably in having Ricochet and Cedric lose is that they're still a new tag team. And so, you know, you can say, hey, they're not completely in sync with each other yet. They still haven't become as great as they will become eventually. And this is part of their growing pains. Whereas the Viking Raiders, they're a truly established tag team. They've been Raw Tag Team Champions. They've yeah. been NXT Champion. They tr- traveled the world together. So they have that chemistry. Whereas Rick Shane Cedric, you know, it's like, yes, they're both two highly talented Stars, you know, two or five live champion, uh, U.S. champion, but as a team, they're 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 infants. You know, this is still the beginning, so you can kind of justify it that way, but it still felt awful. Like I just was like, <laughs> oh, another loss for these guys. I think it felt you know? awful because just the way 
these guys ha- have been poorly booked too. That's why. Yeah. Individually. I just want them to win. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's why. That's what played. Like, I, I wanted them to win. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, their their tagline is, uh, we ride together, we fly together. Uh, just like the bad boys Just like the bad boys You line. know, instead of it's, die, it's fly. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> hey, more, I think the WWE, it feels like they're trying to, you know, have them get built up a little bit more and, and, and eventually become an actual tag team. Yeah. Um, and I think it's actually a nice thing to see it's because cool, they, they, yeah, they are, they feel like a cool team yeah. in the making. And they said they have chemistry. They've known each other for at least a decade. So they yeah. have, you know, that in-sync chemistry, which is cool, man. Yeah, I could, if they do this right, man, you could have a really strong tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking forward to their future. Um, so yeah, that brings us to the main event. Before uh, you was, get there, I got a question. Yeah, yeah. What what, what do you think of the Seth Rollins promos? Because we we in touch base on that throughout the the uh, Monday Night Raw show. Before we get to the main championship main event match, the the Seth Rollins promos. I mean, he was in a, like in a basement, just staring off into the darkness, or I don't know what the hell he was staring at. But just yeah, the, like, again, my <laughs> career was crucified or something. Yeah. Was the first one. I forget the second one. You know, um, I don't know. I feel like it was it was fine. It was fine to me. You know, okay. I saw it. And I was like, okay, this is building off of him being super serious last week, and now you know he's he's really in self reflection and he's getting ready to send a message. And I I was anticipating that he was going to show up in this matchup, um, just because he just kept. Say the way his tone was, and I had even when we were talking about who would be next for Drew, um, that was the guy that I picked, you know, was Seth. Seth so Rollins, I just, yeah, yeah, I kind of just felt yeah, which is a good that, test that this was coming, yeah. So, you know, so yeah, leading into to this matchup, basically, you know, Drew versus Ursa Andrade, even with all the buildup, even with the new faction that's been put together, um, Andrade had a decent showing, but it was a relatively Quick matchup in my view from, was, from you know my viewing. Um, yeah, you know, like, I'm just about the power. <laughs> he, he just destroyed that team. You know, he was pissed. You know, and Zelina Vega in the beginning got in his face. You know, and Andrade standing there. You know, and he, you know, Drew can't do anything to Zelina, no. so he's telling Andrade, "You're going to control her. You're going to do something about her." And, you know, so <laughs> she she kind of was just you know jaw jacking with him. And then they started off the matchup. It was real physical. Andrade went after Drew's arm, tried to get real technical, which was good. It was a great story point, uh, kind of paying off of you know them their history yeah. and him getting uh, Drew injured. Um, but yeah, man, Drew just basically just went full Hulk mode and just destroyed Andrade. And then I guess Austin Theory had tried to grab his leg, and then he was like, "Was it you that tried to grab my leg?" <laughs> and then he just destroyed Austin Theory. Oh. Through Went yes. back in, Claymore kick, man. It was it. We just freaking warrior over here, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three, two, one. Braveheart, right here. Yes, yeah. Yes, <laughs> man. He's just like, oh, he just destroyed this team. I'm like, yep. He's being but like, just it. Which it makes sense now because he the way he he uh, he pinned Brock Lesnar within five minutes. He, and then right after that, he pinned Big Show. Now he's taking care of this newly formed faction. It's 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 great. Yeah, 
I, I think this matchup, though, was longer than the matchup with uh, Brock, which is kind of funny, but... You know, Andrade, you know, basically pushed Drew a little bit further than Brock. Well, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> the logic kind of goes out the window. Well, they're giving a little, little back in history because they did go, what, 20, 20 I was going to say, right. In NXT. Yeah. yeah. So, which I'm glad for. Like, good. Good that he has longer <laughs> matches yeah. with all these other people yeah. and not like, you know, little five minute, four minute matches. Oh, no. like, I, I don't want that. I don't want that. Not with them. Um, but yeah, so after the matchup. Um, you know, Seth Rollins, the music hits. Angel Garza, it's chop block on yes. Drew, uh, hurting his leg. Well and then Seth Rollins takes advantage, uh, hits the curb stomp. Then he stares at the belt, which is sitting there at the side of the ring. Yeah. Um, Drew is crawling towards the belt, reaching towards it, you know, like trying to grab it. Uh, Seth Rollins sees this, goes to the corner, and then does another curb stomp. And that's how the show went off the air. So, yeah, we're collision. We're at a collision course, basically, between yes. Seth and, and Drew. We are here. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Yes, the Messiah of Monday Night. He he has his eye on the prize. He is coming at the man of the hour, which is Drew. Why not? Our man, the chosen one, with the most devastating Claymore kick in the world. Like I, I'm ready, man. Like let's let's go. Yeah. It's funny because um, when Seth was champion, I feel like we had said we wanted to see Drew and Seth face off. And, you know, it was a totally different dynamic then with Seth being a babyface and Drew trying to become a, a big yeah. heel. So it's funny that we're getting it now with, with the, the opposites Drew going on. Face. Yeah. yeah. But I feel, but, I feel yeah, like he sense. still has that darkness. Like he, he still has that, that Scottish psychopath in him. A little I, bit, like he, yeah, yeah, he still has that energy. Like he, he can still bring it. I don't see him as a full face, like John Cena type face levels, like a, a Hulk Hogan, something like that. No, no. I mean, he's yeah. Those are kind of unique, like you know, very cartoony uh, type characters that yeah. they play. Whereas Drew definitely has a more grounded, real feel to him. So you know, I, it, he's going to be a different type of face, but he's definitely. You know, like thanking the crowd and, you know, looking at the camera and trying to reach the audience and saying, you're all with me. Like he have he's 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 trying to be the hero, you know, but in his own way. And, you know, Which but then he good, also man. does things like the the Alabama slam, but the reverse way and <laughs> slams you on your face. You know, like he's he's definitely a brutal yes. character. He's telling people, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, you Brock, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> He did it to Andrade in this one, man. He's on top right. circle. Go look at me. Like, he was pissed off, man. Yes. Like, what you did to me? You know, you took six months off my career. You know, so just, yeah. Just, just pissed that off. That was a man's man's so. right there, bro. Gave it, gave What's it that? that? I said, that was a man's man's right there, Drew McIntyre. Giving us that most epic promo when he was uh, that most, what is it, like that, going to this home country. Like, I come here to to prepare for my destiny. Mm. Oh man, that was just great right there. Like, yeah, yeah. Drew is, is that man. <laughs> yeah, man, he, he's great. He's great. Drew's awesome. I mean, even just another thing in the match that happened was when Andrade when they first rang the bell. You know, he's like, "You're mine now. You're mine now." And then he Andrade tried to chop him. And he did not sell. Nah. Like, he just took the chop. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> is he just not going to be able to do anything to Drew? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, he, again, Andrade went more technical and made it a matchup. And, you know, they, they at least, uh, 
you know, had it be a little bit back and forth in the beginning, but it was still relatively short given that Andrade has his whole, you know, faction with him now. But um, I liked it. I liked it overall. I feel like it's still great for Andrade to have this yes. group. It's refreshing. And for Drew, you know, he looks awesome. Yes, man. It's refreshing, like a breath fresh up air right here. I'm just breathing in for this, uh, just in the entire show of Monday Night Raw, man. Like, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I'm really anticipating this this feud between um, Drew McIntyre and Seth. Um, you know, they they also talked about this a little bit on, on WBX stage, which I agree is that, you know, you're always kind of looking for two superstars to put together that'll be kind of like married together for a while in terms of their feud. Yes. Um, you know, you got like Rock and Austin mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, and John Cena and Randy Orton, yes. you know, so maybe it, it's Drew and Seth. Maybe those two maybe. are the ones that are linked together for a while. Um, I could see it. Good point. You know, like, Good point. They're they're just too like right now. Drew, you know, he's if you build him right, you build him as a strong face, and like yes. you said, he's not a true like baby face, baby face, oh, but man. just you know, he's very well liked, and you know, he has Seth a warrior is, mind like mentality. Like he he'll yeah. come and face you, you know, meet you at the front door. Like what's up? Right. <laughs> Right, and then Seth is is playing that you know sometimes annoying, sometimes scary as hell heel. Yes. You know, like it's I think that's just a great mix between those two, and they both have this like you know Jesus look to them with the <laughs> with the long dark hair and the beard. You know, it's yeah, just a very interesting yeah. very eerie right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so uh, we'll see, we'll see what's to come, man. But any any other thoughts on Raw before we call it an episode here? Because that that's it, man. We covered everything. No, man, that was it, man. Just, you know, it was a great show. It was refreshing that to see these new storylines set in place now, you know, because now uh, after WrestleMania, we're just kind of at that reset. So it was just cool to see Asuka getting getting her momentum, uh, getting prepared for the money in the bank. So it's going to be fun, man. It was just a nice uh, show. Like, it wasn't bad for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, definitely looking forward to the Money in the Bank qualifying matches and Money in the Bank in general. Looking forward to that and this build up towards it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, uh, Drew versus Seth, I'm, I'm I'm here for it. You know that's that's my biggest thing. I'm really excited for that. Should be a great feud for for Money in the Bank and hopefully for months and months to come and maybe even years to come. We'll yeah. see if these two are just paired together for for the long haul. So yeah, that will do it for this week's recap of Monday Night Raw. So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.